When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. Joel Pavone. Mr. Sean Dutra. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Hi, this is Tyler Zeller from the Boston Celtics. And y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. All you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. You're listening to Causeway Street. Enjoy the show, man. It's always good. Team Ambassador, Boston Celtics, Rampo, baby. Holla. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Taylor here. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway. Joel and Sean. If Demarcus Cousins is on this team, you're instantly a NBA Finals contender. I swear, Cousins is gonna make a shit's gonna go down for the second half of this season. Dude, you've been saying that for 13 months. Basically, the past four years, man. Is this a yay or nay on Cousins coming to the Celtics? I think it's a yay. Yeah, baby, yeah. (laughs) I I would give up anything. I'd give him the Brooklyn pick. I'd give him Jalen Brown. I don't care. You want Avery Bradley? Take Avery Bradley. You want Jay Crowder? Take Jay Crowder. You're getting Demarcus Cousins back. I think he's just misunderstood, truthfully. Welcome into another very special edition of the Causeway Street Podcast. This is the trade deadline show where I think the biggest trade of the NBA trade deadline may have already happened, but I think we're all crossing our fingers, especially oh, Sean Dutra. You know what, Sean? Why don't you kick off this show? Because this oh, is... man. I ain't even in that type of mood right now, the, man. As you said before we started recording, the dream is dead. The dream is dead. Dead, bro. This is a dream that Sean Dutra's been talking about for, what, three years now? I don't know. Pretty you, much since Brad Stevens took control of, of the head coaching job of the Boston Celtics. Tell, you have been talking about Marcus Cousins. So, do a quick recap. So if, if this was like the, uh, the, the the season premiere of, of, this, of this show, <laughs> this would be like, the, this would be like the, the flashback of all the times of uh, Sean Dutra talking about. I mean, we, we heard it from the top, you know. All the that was just a few of the times. If we had to say all the times, I would say probably I don't know what thirty five to forty minutes. I think there was of like a, Sean Dutra talking about Demarcus Cousins in his Boston Celtics jersey. Is that fair to say? There was like a twenty episode streak where I mentioned Demarcus. Cousins. But if you had to like put all those together, would you say it'd be about 35, 40 minutes? 
I could do a home po- oh, I, whole I could, podcast. I could have had a whole just podcast. I mean, it would have been repeating myself a while, but I mean, preachers do that all the time, man. So it's not even a big deal. Well, you can get right into it right now. Fuck, dude. That's all I got to say is fuck. Frustration? Just frustration, Chris? dude. Why? Why? Because my whole thing from the... the... All right. I'm going to try to compose myself. I'm going to try not to swear <laughs> and call anybody names. I'll get do, you need, do you need a minute? In trouble with? Do you need a minute? Jesus, man. I've been thinking about this all day. I got woke out in the middle of the night last night, first off. Seven text messages from people. Yo, your boy just got traded. Not to the Celtics. Ah, dude. See, we figured we figured you you'd be asleep. So that's why I mean, I Swag was asleep. You know me. I get. I I Sway goes. You watch the game. I said. I go. You know. I fell asleep, man. I was fucking <laughs> sleeping on the couch with the fucking All Star game on. Because Joel and I were together, and the first thing, of course, we said was like, "Oh man, Sean's gonna lose it." Well, I think no, you said it right. You were like, "Oh, Sean must be pissed right now." I'm like, "No, there's no way Sean knows because he he's gonna, you know, we, we would be hearing from him right away." Nah, man, if you want to wake then me up, five minutes later, we get the text from Sean. I was like, "Up, oh, he knows." I got non Celtics fans. No, just, I saw I saw the tweet first, <laughs> and yeah. then we got the text. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you sent the tweet out first. I, you let I, Twitter know your feelings before I, anybody. I had to I had to like knew. construct a tweet. I didn't even know what to say, man. This this is my thing, though. This is my thing. Everybody. T- Every everybody, I think Demarcus Cousins is the best big man in the NBA. I think he's a psycho. I love that about him. I think he's worth the max deal because he's one of the most talented and productive players in the NBA. And I'll take that psycho stuff. And that psycho stuff is what's going to make a superstar move. You're not going to be able to trade for a superstar in the NBA if they're the perfect per- perfect player. He yeah, is, but what's the other side to that coin, though? He is the there's best. There's a big reason why the Celtics weren't interested. Because if they were interested, they would have the Marcus Cousins. Oh, I think it's fair to say the way this trade went down and the players that were involved and, and, the, and the players that are going to Sacramento. Just keep throwing that salt, man. You can just tell that the Celtics wanted <laughs> nothing to fresh. do with the Marcus Cousins. This nothing to fresh. do with but, but the question is this, though. Did they not want DeMarcus Cousins just because of DeMarcus Cousins or do they have something else brewing within the next couple of days? No, I, I'm sick and tired of that bullshit, man. You're not I'm buying it. I'm sick and tired of that bullshit. This is my problem is that if if we weren't focusing on Cousins, like all the reports are coming out now that, <laughs> what the, get the, like a Celtics brass is saying, get out of here with that Cousins talk. We never wanted him. Why would we want him? Like he's not going to make us better. Yes, he would make you better. Yes, he's the easiest piece to acquire. You saw what he went for. You could have had a perennial all-star, the best big man in the NBA, maybe second best big man, whatever, top two big man in the NBA on your team for nothing. They protected the goddamn pick. They can't even get a top three pick. And here we are sitting with our Brooklyn picks trying to act like, oh, well, we don't want to trade them because maybe the number one pick. Fine, just we don't want the number three pick again. You're gonna have to turn this volume way down when when you're fucking <laughs> editing this shit out, man. This, I am. This I am trade, hyped. This trade is so lopsided. You can't make this trade in 2K17. That's right. That's why Isaiah Thomas told us today. Uh, <laughs> tweeted yeah, that one out. Good. You just try to take that away from Isaiah Thomas right there. No, no. But <laughs> is I'm, that what you? Is that what you trying to do? I mean, I, I didn't say that. Like I tried it. I'm just saying. That's how lopsided that's this how trade lopsided is. is. Yeah, it's very this lopsided. Is, so it's at ridiculous. The it's it's funny, absolutely though. ridiculous. No, but it's it's look. Let's look at it from two perspectives, right? The Kings in the beginning of the season preaching over and over and over again, we're not trading DeMarcus Cousins. Because they're trying to bump up the value. No, but not only did they say they weren't going to trade him, they were like, we're going to even give him an extension. Ha, how about that? Did I believe that? No, I'm, I'm maybe, I know you didn't believe that, but I'm just saying overall, teams, in, teams around, the, uh, around the NBA, all right, so they're not going to, we're not going to offer anything to the Kings anymore because I guess he's going to stick around. He's going to be the focal point of their... Of their rebuild that's been going on since like Chris Webber left. 
Over 10 years. Okay, so that's that's number one. Number two, the timing to actually pull this deal off mm. is like, all right, guys, we're, really, we're serious now. We're, now we're going to trade DeMarcus Cousins. And everyone's like, really? After three, four months, halfway into the season, you're, you're, you're throwing up the white flag? His agent After said all the yesterday things, they were assured that they're not going to be traded, they, that they, he, DeMarcus Cousins will not be traded. That's what I'm saying. So it goes back to the Kings again. No, it's, it's, that's what I've been saying. It's all been bullshit. It's been about the Kings, yeah. It's been bullshit. That's why I said it's going to happen. There is no way that this team, the Kings, and this ownership, and Vlade friggin' Divac. But, all, but, all, but look at all the stuff that's come out about him and all the stuff he's done since... Since the, around the time that they decided that they weren't going to trade him, quote unquote, and they want to give him an extension, since all that time and all this shit that's been like circling around him and the team for the last seven years, well, I mean, and that's like it doesn't look good for him. No, so it, then, so many, so many, so many, uh, you know, NBA execs are like, "We're gonna pass, even if he's available, no, even if he's available for a bag dumb. of basketballs, they're gonna pass." That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, that's what age and and plus, it's not in just age; it's Brad Stevens. Two, I I I I think though Ainge has the final decision on that. And okay. you know what? And you know what? If Ainge and, and and Brad Stevens goes out to dinner and they laugh at you know all the media reports that are out there about how the Celtics really want them but they can't get them. Yeah, so they can laugh at the fact that they haven't put an offer in. But are they doing their damn job if they're not trying to go after the most available superstar in the NBA right now? He wasn't the most I, available until he the was, weekend. No, he was. Now that you look at the timeline. The fact is, is that nobody this this offer, right? This offer from New Orleans, people uh, teams wanted Cousins. They didn't want to give up too much for Cousins, which is the di- which is the difference. Okay, which is what that's that's what the Celtics Ainge can still beat any offer, even no. that offer last night, without giving up Crowder or Bradley. No, I you're guarantee right. You're right. it. But right, well, let's, everyone let's... everyone was always talking about the picks. The picks. Oh, is he worth the picks? If he's not, if he's not worth. Yeah, the picks, if you can protect the pick, he's worth the goddamn pick. Because if you're able to say you can have Brooklyn's pick next year, but it's top three protected, are you kidding me? It's gonna be a top three pick. They're gonna be the worst team in the NBA. Basically, you're pushing that off to the year after that, and then the year after that, and then you know what? If you have to give up a Brooklyn pick that falls in the in the mid lottery and it becomes a, a sixth pick, I don't give a shit. You got DeMarcus Cousins. Like, DeMarcus Cousins is a perennial all-star. And guess what? Guess what? All of this stuff that we're going to be talking about today, all of this stuff, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, whoever else, name a name, name that you've seen in the trade rumors, guess what? P.J. Tucker. Guess what? Get me fucking started on P.J. Tucker, man. You didn't have to bring that up this early in the podcast. But guess what? They're not going to get traded. And if they do, you're losing Crowder. You're losing Bradley. You're losing a Brooklyn pick unprotected. Assets are going to move. So even if you don't like the player and the player's attitude, he's the best player on the market. You could have gotten him for cheap. You could have given up Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, the Brooklyn protected pick, and who the fuck else to match contracts. Dude, I I am here. They weren't interested. I I understand that, Joel. You keep saying that until you're red in the face. They should have been interested. That's what I'm trying to say. It's ridiculous that they weren't interested. Clearly, they weren't interested, not just because of – all the shit's been going on. That's but, all it was. That must okay, have been all but, it was. But what about the fact that he says he if he's just, traded from Sacramento, he's not signing. He's not resigning wherever he gets traded to. Yes. He, okay. First off, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard because he's going to make more money with the team he's on. No, he's not. He's going to make more money if he had stayed in Sacramento. No, it doesn't matter. When you become free a, a free agent, I understand that. He's, he's, that he's, team he's is make, able to sign you. I get you. He to can only 20% make 20% more than listen, the other, the other listen, league. Trust me. I've been reading everything about this all damn day. 
he can only make no more than 180 million if he decides to resign with either the Pelicans or whoever. No, he's going to make more with the Pelicans since he signed there. It's the bird rights. When you trade the player, you trade the bird rights. Does, this doesn't come into effect because of the new CBA. Mm, I, I, I don't think I don't think that's correct, Joel. I don't think that's correct. If you if you get traded, that's not your fault. You cannot you cannot control that. If you were with the team for X amount of years, yeah, which that I, was the case with Sacramento. Okay, okay. He's he was going to make he was going to make 210 million dollars at least fine, at least. Fine. He would he would have making made more money with Sacramento because he had that tenure with Sacramento. But still, the team that is able that is that is he is he he ends his contract with is able to give him that extra year of guaranteed money. Okay, but it's still so the Pelicans can do it and if the Celtics sign him, they could do it. And you know what? I don't care if the Celtics wanted to try to have them for two years, and then they realize it wasn't working, and all you had to give up was Jalen Brown so you can watch him miss dunks in Sacramento for fucking three years? I'm fine with that. You didn't have to give up any assets. You got your protected pick. But clearly, that wasn't the issue, though. No, the issue is that Danny Ainge is scared to trade any of his assets unless he thinks it's a slam dunk. But, but now Danny, I'm questioning. And Danny, we trust him, Now right? I'm questioning. No. Now I'm questioning Danny Ainge's ability to try to find talent because guess what? You made a. All right, is, am I going too long here to stop? No, this that's off? fine. Keep going. All right, you you made. Well, technically, I just, Danny, want, I, I just want to say the trade. I mean, I've been trying right, right, yeah, so right, hard to say what happened, right, go ahead, go ahead. but you guys just keep Everybody going back and forth. Everybody goddamn knows. Man. But still, I mean, just for uh, programming reasons, you know, <laughs> it's just part of being a show and talking about what actually happened. I tried happened. to tell you to the guy, introduce the guy, it. The guy behind the glass is like flipping us off right now, man. So you guys fault, talking man. about re-signing. I'm like, can we just talk about what happened last night or two nights ago? Shit got right. real last New night. New Orleans man. traded Buddy Heald, which was your guy, wasn't it? Or one of, what, four guys that I wanted over Jalen Brown. Wanted oh. over Jalen Brown. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yep. Tyreek Evans, who hasn't put together a great season for, I don't know, what, three, four years, five years? Since he landed in New Orleans. Got okay. that goes, basketball goes back to Sacramento. Langston Galloway. Great New, York, killer. great New York Nick. Great New York Nick. A 2017 first round pick, which is probably going to be what? In the middle? Well, middle of that round, mid pick. Say, say the most important part about that. It's one through three protected. Protected, yeah, top yeah. three protected. Yeah, and a 2017 second rounder. Now, according to uh, Steve Bullpet of the Boston Globe, Wait, the Celtics it. were not interested. According to him, there were a bunch of teams that were lined up trying to call uh, Sacramento throughout the weekend, and the Celtics just weren't one of those teams. Especially in the 12th hour, like like leading up to the, the beginning of the All Star game, nobody was interested except for the Lakers, but they weren't willing to give up. Um, what's his name? Ingram. Really? Yeah. The Lakers, yeah. I figured they want to give up Randall. No. Ingram. Well, they probably they wouldn't pair him with Randall. They refused Randall. to yeah. give up Ingram. Well, That's why they didn't go through. So you know what? You know what the Kings then did is they said, let's get the third best player on our draft board, which is <laughs> it's not Jalen Brown, guys, if you didn't notice. He went third, though, last year. So, you know, they wanted Buddy Heald over Jalen Brown. So that was the icebreaker? No, it saying? wasn't the icebreaker. <laughs> Listen to this comment, and we'll get Zach in here in a second because I know he feels my pain. But I read this today, and I wanted to punch just the person sitting next to me in the face who didn't even doesn't even know what was going on but i just read this and i said this is all right according to lee's sources a cousins the celtic trade was never going to happen because the celtics have have never had interest in acquiring him there were never trade talks there were never offers Cousins to Boston was mostly a pipe pe- pipe dream concocted on the airwaves. It was By never Sean Dutra, a reality, podcast. according to sources. <laughs> yeah, damn right it was because it makes fucking sense, Danny Ainge. <laughs> the Celtics, the source said, simply could not 
overlook all the warning signs associated with Cousins. The no. forward played for six coaches during his stay in Sacramento. Like it's, a, it's one more paragraph. Jesus Christ, guys, I'm not reading that slow. The forward played for six coaches in his stay in Sacramento, and Celtic staffers have had spoken to most of them at various times and after they have left the organization. And time and time again, any mention of cousins turned on me. To the source said, "You know what? Go fuck your sources, man. He fucking scores twenty five and ten Who was a that? night." Uh, oh, sorry. Let me get that. Sorry, I got to cite that. I didn't write that shit. Adam Himmel's back in the Boston Globe today. Oh, wrote that shit. That's a good source shit. So I'm just saying, like, um, I don't, like, if Danny Ainge is sitting in his high chair, little, like, office throne, Bob Kraft's that friggin' style right now, and just laughing at everybody freaking out about DeMarcus Cousins. All I'm saying is that if he isn't able to pull the trigger this trade deadline, if he isn't able to get this the Celtics team over the hump, because I've always defended Danny Ainge on the trade market and said the none of those guys are moving. So it's not him not trying. It's well, him not being able to to put an offer together that works for the Celtics and for this other team. So today is the day that I say that if it comes by Thursday at 3 p.m., which we'll have our trade deadline episode, this is it. Our t- trade deadline <laughs> follow-up episode, yeah, whatever. Yeah. A reaction episode. Reaction episode. If there isn't a big name coming to Boston, I'm out on Danny Ainge. And I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Uh, he's, he's, he's ruined the rebuild, if in, in my opinion. Well, I guess Zach's going to be the official third man of the uh, of the Cosmo Street podcast. <laughs> and it's, yeah, he's going to take your place. I'm retired. I'm quitting. I'm no, over. I'm done. Anywhere. Just kidding. I no, can't okay, so then, we, we can just hear you. We can hear you uh, bitch moan and complain about uh, Danny Ainge. Because you know he's not going anywhere. You, know, like, my, you may be done with him, but you know he's not going to be... He's not going to just leave the team in the way it is right now, yeah, which is not, which is in great shape, by the way. One but more Jalen Brown draft pick. He'll finish he'll, out his, uh, his out. plan. Finish out his plan. A lot of people are in that camp. The way Sean just expressed himself, a lot of people, a lot of Celtics fans are in that camp because what has he done since Isaiah Thomas, since the Isaiah Thomas trade, which was exactly two years ago this past weekend? Jalen Brown. Get the fuck out! He put together trading wise, trading wise, trading wise, trading wise. Al Horford, trading wise, trading wise. Making making moves trading wise. Well, you have to put Al Horford in that transaction. All right, though. you can put Al, Al Horford. Al Horford but how many people are really happy with Al you Horford? I'm happy away, with Al Horford. You but. gave Rondo away for Jay Crowder, which was great move. Which was a great move which that no one Isaiah thought Thomas. was genius. Okay, happened All before right. Isaiah happened Thomas. Before. So since Isaiah since Thomas, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, he hasn't done anything other than sign Al Horford and almost sign Durant. Yeah, but you guys make it sound like Isaiah Thomas is just like a role guy. No, no, he's, no, no, no. But our our point he's got is the team on his back. My point is my point is my point is how long is it gonna take? Yeah, like that's that's, you know what I'm that's the thing. Is like how like, long is this gonna take? I don't, know, I, I don't I don't understand why we're having this conversation because it's it's, it's not like they're not improving every single year. I get From the it. first year they were they were a, a lottery team, and a lot of people thought that that was gonna be the case for at least two or three years. After the one year that they were a lottery team, they made the playoffs. They didn't win a game. The following season, they made the playoffs and they won two. Brad Stevens continues to make progress year after year since he's been the coach. Whether we're talking about total wins or whether we're talking about how far they get in the playoffs. Now, of course, this year is obviously the most important year. He has to finally prove that he can win a playoff series, and we're gonna we're, we can say that they're in good shape to to do that, right? It wouldn't I get be. It though. I get it. It, it wouldn't be. Uh, it would. Or I should say it would be shocking to see Brad Stevens and the Celtics not get into the second round. So uh, 
I don't I don't think it's ready. I don't think we're at a point where we start talking about how Sway. Danny Ainge has steered this team wrong. But what, has, has, has the pressure on though? Now now three days away yeah, from the, the pressure. Of course the pressure's on. The pressure's always is, on. The pressure's the, been on for the last two, three years. Since we've gotten Isaiah Thomas and he's transformed this team and Ainge gets all of the credit for that, and I give that to him. I'm not taking anything away from that. It's, I'm not Steven taking get some of that as I'm well. I'm not taking anything away from Al Horford signing, but I'm talking about trades. This whole rebuild was built on the fact that we have all of these Brooklyn draft picks, okay? And we all looked at last year's draft and said, there is no way Danny Ainge can just pick all these players. Guess what fucking he did? He picked all the damn players, all right? Now, here's my thing, is that if you are building your rebuild on these assets, and yeah, some of them have panned out. His draft picks haven't. So if you're protecting the draft picks, fine, I get it. But if all of this big talk, and, and he did this to himself, and he said, we're going to get a superstar, or we're, there's going to be fireworks, so the ownership said that, over the last three years, who is the biggest player to get traded, the biggest name player to get traded? Traded. To the Celtics? To the Celtics? Or no. In the NBA. DeMarcus Cousins? Yes, it is DeMarcus Cousins, because guess what? There have been no big names that have moved since that Isaiah Thomas deadline. Except for, like, you know, major signings, but I get you. Right. I'm talking about trades, though. Like, that's what I'm saying. saying, You have the assets to make a trade, and it's okay. The reason why I'm coming down on him today is because it's okay if there's nobody that's willing to deal. I get you, Danny. You can't do anything. You have all these assets. Ah, it sucks. Like, now you have all these assets and no one wants them because you overvalue them. I'm even okay with that. But if you're not, if you have all the assets and somebody is willing to deal a perennial all-star and an all-NBA player and you don't even talk to them, you're not doing your job. I don't know. That's that's tough because what if it was just like, no, give me your give me your offer right now. And Danny's like, whoa, that's not how I work. You know it wasn't like that, though. You know. You know for a fact the second... That the Sacramento Kings decided they wanted to trade Cousins, they must have at least called the Celtics. And the Celtics, what it sounds like from what I just read you, they weren't interested. No, they weren't interested. But what if what if the Pelicans didn't trade for him? He still would be a king. No one, no one. That's how that's how bad it's been the last few months. That's what I'm trying to get I'm at. Just saying, though, I, that's what I mean. Though the Celtics could have trumped any offer, any offer that was out there with still. And 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 that offer was awful, man. That's the worst part. Like if they had to give up, uh, you know, three first round draft picks, I'd be like, oh, all right, well, that's pushing it, right? Or uh, they demanded Anthony Davis and they whatever. That that I get it, but no, dude, you gave up garbage and a protected first round pick and a guy who may be able to be a, a knockdown shooter. Uh, but a fifth man on a championship team, that's Buddy Heald's ceiling to me. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous that we let that go through. But you know what? I, I, I've said my piece. I'll let you guys talk about it. I'm, I'm getting worked up. My blood pressure's through the ceiling. We got other stuff to talk about today. All right, let's let's, let's bring it down a bit. Let's, uh, Damn, Sean, what you uh, we just did a couple of plays out here. Yeah, I got you. This uh, this trade deadline show of the Causeway Street Podcast is brought to you by Blue Apron. Head over to blueapron.com/slash/causeway where you can get signed up for three free meals, including free shipping. That's blueapron.com/slash/causeway. It's Blue Apron. A better way to cook. Now, this entire episode will not be just about this DeMarcus Cousins trade, of course. But, of course, we had to start off with that. And since that was the biggest story of the NBA and of this uh, trade trading week, 
up until Thursday, because we don't know what's going to happen. There could be a bigger trade. There may, there may not be. What we want to talk about, or what I, what I want to get into is, is uh, specifically, is the alternatives. The guys that the Celtics could potentially trade for before three p before three p.m. on uh, on Thursday. But real quick, before we get into that, and we will get into that with Zach, I want to get Zach's two cents on what went down within the last two days. Uh, this is Zach Peliquin of the Causeway Street Podcast joining us over the phone. I uh, couldn't make it down to the studio tonight, but we had to get him in here to uh, get, get his two cents and and his reaction. Uh, Zach. When you first heard about this trade, DeMarcus Cousins to the Pelicans, and you found out who was getting dealt, and you found out, you know, how it wasn't a, a, a crazy godfather offer the, the way we thought it would be whenever we talk about the Celtics and DeMarcus Cousins, what were your initial reaction? Oh, I really had two. I think the first one, and, and, and let me say this right now, Sean, I'm 100% behind you with this, my man. You hit it all exactly how I'm thinking about this. I am... I couldn't be more disgusted with, with, with Danny Ainge in that front office right now because let's think about this. We just did our top 10 player, or I'm sorry, our top 25 players the last couple of weeks on the show. DeMarcus Cousins was a top 10 player for all of us. There was, there is no other top 10 player in the league on the market that we're going to have a chance to go after. So he is consensus in terms of talent, one of the top 10 players in the NBA. You will not find another guy out there that you're going to be able to trade for in that top 10. With that said, you hear that this deal is made for what it was made for. And for me, my initial reaction is, how did we not make a deal? How did we not find a way to jump in on, jump in on this, make a deal, bring in DeMarcus Cousins, and at least try to see if it could work? Because you know what? DeMarcus Cousins still has next year on his contract. And I'm pretty sure if he shows up here, we make the playoffs. He plays even marginally well. You can flip him next year if you hate his attitude. You move him next year, and you can still get some of those assets back. So for me, I don't know, understand where the downside was in going to get this player who, if it works out, you have one of the best players in the league. If it doesn't work out, then you just deal him anyway. And the things that you're trading away aren't going to be crippling to your franchise. Now, I'm not saying if, if Sacramento was sitting there saying, well, we want both the Nets picks, we want Marcus Smart, we want Jalen Brown, we want Avery Bradley, you know, like everything – all right, I get it. Don't make that deal. And I can, I can sleep you know, perfectly fine with that being the situation. But that's not what it was. The asking price was below market value because the Kings are sick and tired of, of his antics, which I can appreciate. I can get that. But if the price is that low and you're Danny Ainge sitting there, you've got to pull the trigger on this deal. You're not going to get Jimmy Butler for less than this. You're not going to get anyone that's worth getting to improve your team for less than this. And it is so offensive to me as a, as a Celtics fan to have listened to this organization preach to us how after they traded away KG and Paul, they said, we're in a rebuild. We're in full rebuild. We're going to accumulate as many assets as we can, and we are going to improve our talent. We are in the mode to improve our talent each and every single time they have the opportunity to do it. There's no way you could sell me on the idea that getting DeMarcus Cousins isn't going to improve your talent on your team. So at the end of the day, they didn't want him. And I think Joel's completely right in that. I don't think they wanted him for one reason or another. My biggest issue is I think this all stems from Brad Stevens not wanting to coach a bad attitude. And that's scary to me because there's a lot of great players in this league who have bad attitudes or me-first attitudes who are going to win titles, we are going to go to all-star games, we are going to be all NBA players, that he needs to find a way to coexist with those players and find a way to be able to get production out of those types of players because he ain't winning any championships without those types of guys. And, you know, for me to, to watch this deal happen, it's just, this is 
it's beyond disappointing to me. It's, it's basically being fed a lie from this front office that they said that they were going to do everything they could, move heaven and earth, to make sure that this team was back in it, ready to play for championships, and the best player that they had a shot at going to get went for pennies on the dollar, and they did nothing about it. So, yeah, I'm pissed off. Preach. <laughs> well, we know DeMarcus Cousins, of course, is a high-risk, high-reward guy. And sure. I have to agree with you talking about his contract because that's the thing that drove me nuts about this. That's what made me most frustrated because not only was it a, a, a low price, but you're also – you're not locked in with him. You're not stuck with him for more than a year and a half, let's say. You know, worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, you can trade him next year, flip him, you know, and, and you don't lose too much. You don't lose guys like, you know, Avery Bradley or or uh, Jay Crowder or, you know, Al Horford. I mean, these are this is the type of trade that we're talking about. You're not going to see the Celtics trade away one of their uh, core four. But, um, look, my question to you, Zach, is after this, after seeing this and seeing that the deadline is still days away, do you think the biggest reason this didn't happen was, well, you you alluded to it, and I, I agree with you on that, too, that I think the Celtics just weren't interested. But do you think a lot of that disinterest had to do with the fact that they are going for a big fish? They are going for a Paul George or Jimmy Butler. And if they, both. And if they don't get those guys or one of those guys, do you think Danny Ainge blew it at the trading deadline this year? I, I, I hope they are looking into making a bigger deal and seeing if they can bring in a higher level of talent. But the, here's the thing. Think about the math on this in terms of our assets. Think of them as a currency. If you go out and get DeMarcus Cousins 4, and uh, I got a piece coming out I, within the next couple of days about this DeMarcus Cousins deal on Causeway Street uh, on the blog, that if you consider this uh, group of assets to be a currency and you go out there and make that deal, what do you think they're giving up to get DeMarcus Cousins? Maybe the, a, a protected 2018 Nets pick, maybe even unprotected, who knows? But we don't know where that pick's going to be. Maybe the Nets sign someone this offseason or something happens that maybe turns them into a, a better team. Maybe they're not a top-five pick next year when, when that lottery breaks out. So you trade away that pick, which is better than what this Pelicans pick's going to be because they're probably going to the playoffs now. They're definitely going to the playoffs Yeah, they're only two exactly. games out. So you're, you're, you're talking about a pick that's going to be like, 16 or higher now. I do like how they so I, they don't care. I do like how so they the protected net, it too, like for no reason. Yeah, yeah. They just are like, hey, just in <laughs> just case in we case fall. Some... <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up, dude. You're yeah, not falling. You just got the. Just uh, yeah, but it, it goes to show you how how much of a high risk Demarcus Cousins is. Just, 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 just in case he punches oh, Alan Gentry in the face. No, the only. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going to happen, but hey. You have to know that's in the back of their minds. That's the biggest reason why he was able to. They were able to pull this trade off without yeah. giving up any of their big guys because they know that Demarcus Cousins comes with a lot of baggage. He does, but he's also a top ten talent in this league. You don't. That's my thing. That's my problem with this whole entire situation. And it goes back to your question that you want to go get some crazy good talent. You want to hold on to your assets and go get a player that you think fits your team better. Who are you going to get that's better than Demarcus Cousins? Jimmy Butler, Paul George. We've talked about this over the last few weeks. Those guys aren't better than DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, they come with less baggage, but they're not as good. So what are you going to do? You're going to hold on to all of those pieces. You're going to pay a higher price for less talent and not be able to do anything after that anyway. That's my, that's my thought on this, this Cousins deal is you go make this deal with what we have for assets, you're probably walking out of that trade still having pieces to be able to go make another deal. Maybe you can go get a Jimmy Butler on top of that. Maybe you can go get another player on top of that with the Marcus Cousins. And now you've let that boat pass, which for me, I never even, I, you know, it was a pipe dream, but I never even thought it was possible that you'd be able to pull off two of these deals. 
but this tells me that you could have. So what were they waiting on? What are they waiting? It, it, it comes down to they just didn't want Cousins is what it comes down to. Um, I don't know. It, it blows my mind. I mean, are they going to make another deal? Maybe. I tend to think no. Uh, I forget the gentleman. I, I saw him um, uh, on TV earlier on CSN mentioning that to trade for Jimmy Butler, it's going to take an absolute godfather deal, and they're not yeah. willing to move off of that. So now unless you're willing to trade both of those Nets picks plus other pieces, you're probably not making a deal there. Paul George, I can't imagine Larry Bird. I mean, he's one of the smartest executives in basketball. Right, right. He's not, I, I don't he's know not why this name keeps popping up. Exactly. I, I don't see that he, He's going to try to... I saw, I saw a trade rumor that uh, they were looking to add to that team. Yeah. Brooke Lopez apparently is, is in their eye, which, I mean, that only works in our favor, I guess, in a way, but yeah, yeah, they're right. going to look to add more pieces to that team, so that deal's not happening. I mean, who who can you possibly throw out there that's going to be on that level? I mean, it's it, the only one I can think of that's maybe possibly a possibility is Blake Griffin because of the fact that his deal's on its way up. And I don't think Doc Rivers particularly likes him, you know, as a player or possibly even as a person. But <laughs> I mean, that's, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something, Zach. What do all three players uh, that you just mentioned have in common? They're not all as stars? good. They're not as good as Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, ain't that annoying? Oh man, I don't know. But you're gonna it's, have to is, give up. It's 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 like people can say they don't want a, a, a troubled guy on the team as much as they want but i mean jesus man if he moves you have to be on that and you know what like that exactly. i agree with you 100% because if you are focusing on that jimmy butler deal and like you even if you're convinced that jimmy butler is the piece like he's the guy like you guys are all convinced on that he's got he just signed an extension he's got term left on his deal he's up he started the All-Star game this year. His value edit is at an all-time high. Like, you're going to have to give up Crowder, probably Bradley, and a Brooklyn pick to get Jimmy Butler. How does that improve your team? Yeah, that's the godfather offer you're you. talking about. Yeah, yeah thank you. It doesn't. It doesn't improve your team. If anything, you're, you're, you're the same team that you were before you made the deal because now you have that secondary score, but you've lost a defensive end. You've lost right. your two best defensive guys. Right. Yeah, you still have Marcus Smart, but... I mean, if you're going to give up, which I think if you're going to make a deal like that, I think no question Avery Bradley's in it. But his health concerns, I mean, oh. that doesn't make him as tradable as he was two months ago. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about what we would offer. But, I mean, Jesus, man, I just it's just that that was a layup. That DeMarcus Cousins thing was a layup for an experiment to try to improve your team. And, and Ainge passed on it. There was a layup. And he did pass on it. You know, going into this week, I honestly didn't see DeMarcus Cousins being traded. And I thought that if he was going to be traded – that the Celtics would be one of those, you know, teams that are that were in line to get him, but they clearly weren't. And the fact that he was able to, they were able to pull this deal with with guys like Langston Galloway and Tyreek Evans. Are you kidding me? You, you can't tell me if you if you substitute uh, uh, Terry uh, Terry Rozier and instead of Buddy Hill, you put Jalen Brown in there. And if you throw in not maybe not the Brooklyn pick this year, but heck. Let's put in two for, uh, second rounders for this year, and next year you get the Brooklyn pick instead of getting. You know what I mean? So that's that too way, much. That's too much. That's too. Even much. that would be too much. That's but too but much. but you would have to trump the the New Orleans offer, right? That does it. Just that. Just those names that I just mentioned is a better offer than what just, what they got out of New Orleans. It it's uh it's it's something that uh, you know what? If Danny Ainge really thinks he can get another deal done, that's going to be better than that Demarcus Cousins deal. You better get it done. That's all I gotta say. You better get it done. Well, Zach, according to uh, uh, Zach, according to, according to uh, Comcast New England uh, 
Sherrod Blakely. The Celtics are apparently interested in or, or close to reports are saying to pulling off a blockbuster or they're not going to make a deal at all. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Because, of course, my whole thing going into this week, again, I didn't see the Celtics pulling in a, a franchise-changing player. But what I did see them possibly doing is, I don't know, just to name names that have been throughout the rumor mill, uh, Jalil Okafor, uh, Nerlens Noel, uh, we've heard this report before, but now it's starting to resurface a bit. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, Kenneth Fareed, one of those guys. Those are the type of guys I thought the Celtics could pull. But now, after hearing this DeMarcus Cousin thing, I got I got to say, it's frustrating. It's a bit frustrating, but we have to see what happens. And let's see what happens before the trading deadline. But do you do you think that it's either all or nothing? What, what's your take on this? Do you think it's going to be one of those top big guys? One of those top name guys like Paul George or, or, or Jimmy Butler, or do you think Celtics could pull off a deal for uh, Sean's favorite person, uh, PJ Tucker, <laughs> coming off the coming Get off the, the bench? Fuck and, uh, out of here with PJ Tucker t- taking yeah, on I mean, a no, PJ, taking on a filling role. PJ Tucker is a you know he he's a very solid um you know he's very comparable to Demarcus Cousins in terms of his talent you know so you want to get a guy like that right? oh it's neck and neck yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He's, he's, he's just in a bad situation. Yeah, he's in a bad situation. <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this, but no, I've been forced to watch a lot of Suns games in my life, and PJ Tucker <laughs> is probably one of my least favorite NBA players of all time. <laughs> he, well, back there, he's going to be a Celtic next week. Uh, he's coming. Fuck. <laughs> no, I think. Um, I, I don't honestly. I don't think there's another big deal to be out there to be made. I, unless Boston wants to pay through the nose, I don't see it happening. I mean, the only big name that I see that could possibly be had that you probably don't even want anyway is Carmelo Anthony and I don't think Boston's going to make that deal for a 32 year old superstar who has maybe as big if not bigger character issues than what we're talking about with DeMarcus Cousins so I can't imagine that's going to be out there oh, don't and then he, after that if if we that? if we go after Carmelo and we didn't even go in on Cousins you you don't even want to be here for that man you don't want to be here for that <laughs> That's the end of the Causeway Street podcast. Yeah, I that think week. it may that, be. That, we're um, shutting it down. So we're, we're, we're done. Burn my um, house down. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if, if you move down a level and you talk about some of the other players that might be available, for the Okafors, Nerland Noels, uh, Nerlens Noels, um, other guys that I think might be out there on the block, Tyson Chandler is one of them, mm. and then Rudy Gay, because obviously the Kings have kind of tossed it in, and I think they're going to be looking for picks at this point. Uh, he's another player who's a, a very nice player, but how much better are you actually getting by going to get one of these guys and how much are you paying to bring them in? Yeah, let's not even bring them up. Yeah, so, what holes you got? Yeah. At the end of the day, uh, I don't think there's a big Nicola. deal out there to be made. I think it's going to be maybe one or two small deals to help solidify what you have. Uh, I think they will pull something off, but I think um, there's going to be a bad taste in the mouth of, of Boston Celtics faithful. And I think season ticket holders, I mean – I think they got to start questioning, you know, the guys in that front office because there's a lot of promises that aren't being delivered on right about now. Well, there's some names that I like that you mentioned. Uh, one of them being Tyson Chandler. I know I've made that uh, I made that clear to you guys before. Um, I got one. Yeah. Um, we we talked about it a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Nikola Busevich. What you mean, Serge Ibaka? No, 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 not. Oh, no. oh no, he Serge, got traded already. Oh, he did. Yeah. All right. I'm he's, over two. He yeah, he's north. another piece. He's another piece. I think double double guy could help this team. Yeah. Um, he's he's cheap. He's cheap. Uh, the, well, the thing I like about Tyson Chandler is that he's he's uh, was it twelve million, two years, you know. So he sort of just comes in and you you automatically have an upgrade from Amir Johnson, uh, someone who can obviously score, you know, in, in the fast break. He can defend all the things that we talk about. The Celtics need to improve on. He pretty much fulfills those no, I, needs. Whether we're talking about rebounding, he's having his best rebounding season of his I, career. I love Vucevic, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I don't, but I mean, 
that level of player. Well, no, I'm talking about Tyson Chandler, but oh, yeah, Vucevic Chandler. is good too. Oh, Vuce, Vucevic and Tyson Chandler. No, I'm okay with any of these deals that we mentioned. Vucevic, Tyson Chandler, Nurens, Noel, Ogafer, great. But you need to make two of those deals now. Like if you wanted, if you want to make yourself a real contender, and I mean, I I personally think that Vucevic is going to put you over the top, or Tyson Chandler is not going to put you over the top. I mean. I think guys like that could get you to the Eastern Conference Finals. Though. Is that uh, yeah, what you mean by putting them over the top? Which is great. Like, Sean. Yeah. I have a question for you. Top. At this point, if you can't get, say, a top level, top 15 player in the league, are you even making a deal for a Vucevic? Why not just hold on to the picks at that point and just see what you got? I mean, well, what's the point now? I mean, I mean, it feels like you've already let that, that boat pass. Here is the only, here is the only, and it, and it hurts us and it helps us in, in, in two different ways. That uh, DeMarcus Cousins deal was so low for a perennial all-star that it now has lowered the value across the league for everyone else who's about to get traded. So if we're talking about this group of players, these B-list celebrities in the NBA, I like to call them, you're, you're, you're not giving up a Brooklyn pick. I can, I can guarantee you that. And if it is... It is so highly protected that they're never going to see the light of day of having that pick, so they're better off taking the Celtics pick. But right. it also, I think, will hurt us, that the, the level of that deal for Cousins, because when you're looking to try to make a trade for Jimmy Butler, now Danny Ainge is going to get stingy. Now he's going to be like, if I want Jimmy Butler, or if I want Paul George, well, hey, DeMarcus Cousins just went for, for almost nothing. I don't I'm going to protect my Brooklyn pick. That that's why those big deals are not going to get done. So, yeah, to answer your question, Zach, I would make those deals because it will make you a little bit better now. And I don't think you're going to have to give up barely anything at all for any of those players that we just talked about because remember last year we were talking about giving up the number 3 overall pick for Nerlens Noel or Jaleel Okafor? Jesus Christ! That was, was that would have been paying out of the nose. A few players, yeah, uh, yeah. Who was, that sounds about right. Was Demarcus Cousins one of those players? I mean, you always bring him up, so that right. that, that goes without saying. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't let go, man. It's like, it's like, you know, I just, I, I legitimately feel like a jilted lover right now. Mm. And this is day one. This is like when it's the worst. This is when you take your buddy out to the bar and he's just like, but I love her. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hold on. So let, me, let me ask you this real quick. And you're just like, you just had him on the show like, it's going to be all right, bro. It's going to be all right. Let me ask Drink you this real beer, quick. Man. Drink another beer, man. That's where I am right, right here. Yeah. So, so, Let's get some shots. Yo, <laughs> say in the next year and a half. <laughs> Let's turn this up a notch. Yeah. Say in the next year and a half, um, he's even better than what he is now, right? I'm not. I'm not trying to like. Play devil's advocate with you. All, All right. I'm saying is, note, note to self: if I ever break up with my girlfriend, do not invite Joel. No, but listen <laughs> to the bar the next day. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And <laughs> she'll and be the, single again, Sean. Don't worry. Single, you know what? She's probably gonna get hotter. And he refuses. She's gonna no, get hotter. He refuses to sign with the Pelicans. He refuses to sign with the Pelicans. There's still a shot. Okay. The, and you and you don't oh, have to give up anything. Thanks, man. <laughs> You didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't think that. So maybe the dream is not dead. No. Yeah, but that's like people saying that, oh, you never know. Kevin Durant could opt out this summer and no, no, here that, we that, go again. That's done. That's, that's done. the same thing. That's what are you talking about? It's the same, same exact thing. That's done, but. It's the same damn thing because you know why? The only. Now, this he already is, said he's not signing, re-signing with anybody that he that traded for him. I so. just I just, I just really feel like if he's going to he's gonna partner up with Anthony Davis and he has another. You know why he probably said that is he probably realized. I'm either going to Phoenix. He didn't want to go to. He didn't want to leave Sacramento. I may be going to. Bo- he said, 
he didn't give one shit about Sacramento, man. No, that's because they let him be him. You know what I mean? So he's like, why would I want to leave Sacramento? They're about uh, to give me two hundred some million dollars. No, they weren't. That's the stay. thing. He, I, I, I don't know. I let let's get off this cousin thing, man, because this is like. This is, <laughs> all right, let's shift gears a bit. Uh, Zach, it's tough for me to talk about. Uh, before the weekend, yeah. uh, Serge Ibaka was traded. We haven't had a show since it happened. What are your thoughts on that? How good are the Toronto Raptors now when they add someone like Serge Ibaka and pretty much only give up one of their bench guys in uh, Terrence Ross? Yeah, I thought that was a great move by Toronto. I mean, it, it it goes right after a lot of the issues that they've been having in terms of defense around the basket. He's also a stretch four, so he's going to be able to knock down that mid-range and that three-point ball for him. So I think that's only going to give him more room for guys like Valanciunas underneath, uh, as well as open up some of those driving lanes for uh, for Lowry and, um, and obviously DeMar DeRozan. So great move for them uh, for this year. Long term, I mean, I don't know if they're going to have the money or, or the the ability to bring him back. So Ibaka will probably hit the open market at the end of the year. Um, but I mean, for now, if they're going to try to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals, that's that's definitely a player that's going to help them in my mind. And Sean was shaking his head. His, he was shaking his head the entire time. You know why? why? I'm, about just, I'm just thinking. No, like, I, I think I know why. I think it's because you you saw a team in the Toronto Raptors kind of going all in for this year, and you kind of wish the Celtics did the same with Demarcus Cousins. Right? Well, I mean, not even Demarcus Cousins. I would have been fine if they. If they had traded for Serge Ibaka and like, like, they, and they just got a piece before this Cousins things happened, that would have been a little bit okay because it would have said, "But like, okay, we still got time to do something else." But no, Demarcus Cousins could have bodied Serge Ibaka, taking us to the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, just wait, just wait until we do nothing and we lose to the Toronto Raptors in the second round, and and Serge Ibaka's uh, averaging a double double in that series. Just wait for that, and then and then wait. Wait for wait for you know Terry Rozier who probably would have been in that deal to do nothing in the second round. I'm just saying, man. I have I am like I'm usually pretty optimistic. I don't know. Am I usually pretty optimistic? You think? Uh, I'd say it's fifty fifty. You never 50/50. really know with you. Well, yeah. Well, did the Celtics drop the ball on that, Zach? <laughs> did, did, should they have? I'm not because apparently right now. I'm not optimistic. Well, I, well, unlike the Cousins deal, I'll get into there was a report the that the Celtics were were having talked with Orlando about making this deal, but they didn't want to include. Terry Rozier. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. That's the report. What's your take on that? Because if that report is out, I think it's safe to assume that the Celtics were at least on the phone with the Orlando Magic about about, uh, Serge Ibaka. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a player that I think they had interest in, and they would have loved to have been able to snag him for a reasonable price. But it goes back to the well, hold on to your assets and wait until that big piece becomes available thing. And did we not just see the piece that you would have held on to those assets for just move? And that's the problem. That's a, that goes back to the issue of like the guy. And I think you guys said this right in the opening that who else in the top ten is going to move? Nobody. Nobody. That was the only. That was the only malcontent player in the NBA that you would be able to go make that move for. So like trying he, to get away from the Cousins thing. Um, now we can keep talking. Yeah, man, I mean. <laughs> it always goes back. The world, the world revolves around Boogie. That's what it comes down to. You know what it does. But, it really, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure they were in on him. I'm sure it would have been a great addition had you had you brought in a guy like Ibaka. I think he his style really fits the the Stevens uh, space and pace offense very well. Uh, he's got a pretty good jumper game. He's he's long. He's lean. He's athletic. He's a shot blocker on that back line. However. I mean, what else was going to be in that deal? Are we talking about a Brooklyn first rounder? Are we talking no. about you know? I I feel I feel like there was probably something beyond the Rozier clause that would have been an issue. If it was just T. Rowe and say the Celtics first rounder next year, then 
Yeah, you probably should have pulled the trigger. <laughs> All right, last question for me, Zach. In Danny we trust or in Danny we doubt? Right now in Danny we doubt because I think as of right now we go into wow. this offseason. Give him until Thursday. Number- Give him until Thursday. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, 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 what can you do? What what can he do at this point? That's mm. that's going to be the big question. You but better. Something. You go into this trade <laughs> deadline with the best player that you could have possibly have gotten now off the board. Now you're going to have to spend a premium to go get that other guy that you think fits your team so much better. Let's take a look through this offseason. How many free agents can you actually possibly think are going to be interested in Boston that are actually worth going after to get your team better? I mean, you got Blake Griffin out there. You've got maybe Kevin Durant goes back on the market if things go really poorly in the playoffs for for Golden State. Hello, Gordon and then you got Gordon Hayward. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that, that's what oh, you, that's what you're going to be looking line at. Up Gordon our, Hayward is now your savior. Yeah, let's that's line up our ducks now. for Gordon fucking Hayward. <laughs> hey man, I'm just so saying who's out there, Sean. I'm not saying they need to go get him. I'm just saying he's out there. They're putting all their. At this point, I have to believe that Danny Ainge is looking at this 2017 draft as his, his golden goose, because if he's not and he doesn't think that he's going to pull a Markel, Markel Fultz or, a, or Alonzo Ball out of this, this, uh, this draft, then this is going to be a catastrophic error on his part. Yep, I'm, I'm with you, man. I mean, that's what it is. It sucks, but guess what? Every single year that we have talked about what we're looking for from this Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett trade, it all comes down to where the lottery balls fall. And I guess, you know what? I guess Danny Ainge is fine with that. I guess he's fine with that. He is Zach Pelequin of the CausewayStreetBlog.com. You can check out his uh, new article. When, when, when can we see that article? Though? Sometime before the deadline? Putting you on a oh, deadline. It's up. It's, it's, on, it's, on the, it's up already. Which one? His article he's talking about. It's up on the, oh. it's up on the, it's up on the uh, Causeway in, Street We're podcast. living in the future, Sway. Oh, well, check it out, guys. It's going to be on. Oh, well, it is on, excuse me, on the CausewayStreetBlog.com. <laughs> he is Zach Pelequin of Causeway Street. Check him out on Twitter. I'm sure he'll have plenty of reaction throughout Thursday. It's going to be a hectic day, as it is all the time yeah. for people who cover the Celtics like us. Ever since, uh, ever since Brad Stevens took over, it seems like every single trade deadline is uh, – is a crucial one, but yeah, since Joel Joel nailed it earlier, since the Isaiah Thomas deal, we haven't seen any uh, big deals go on on that day from the Boston Celtics. So we'll see what happens this year. Zach, you want to get a beer and cry? Yeah, badly actually. All right, I'll meet you after the show. <laughs> right, you guys, I'll be right over. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> He's on Twitter at Zap Sports Five Zero Eight. Zach, we appreciate you, man. We'll get you on here again. Yes, thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Peace. Damn, Sean, I knew you'd be in bad shape, but this is. Has it been bad, man? I thought I've been composing myself. Grab a beer and cry. Jeez. Well, I mean, I just felt like it was, you know, one of my DeMarcus DeMarcus cousins. You are the guy that's been talking to DeMarcus cousins for years, though. Even before he was like a, a you know how many a, a times I fought a topic with, in the city. You were you were preaching it. You know how many times I fought with Joel about DeMarcus cousins. You fought with Sway too, because and in the beginning Sway, Sway wasn't. We, we both all we were saying was that he didn't fit the mold of like a Celtic. Yep. That's, that's I'm just been saying though, the whole thing. He's not no, he's not a winner. Let me let me ask you something. Let's be honest. One of your biggest things though was that they're never gonna trade him. They're never gonna trade him. Like that was the big thing, and they they did it, dude. They did it. <laughs> we weren't even there to fucking. We figured see it. within the last four years they would have figured some shit out. Nope. <sighs> Anyways, all right. Let's talk. About, I didn't think they would. That's true. I'm gonna make the transition because let's talk about we missed on cousins. And if you guys want, maybe I'll. If you if you guys aren't tired of me fucking preaching about cousins, maybe I'll just down a bottle of Jack Daniels later and get back on the air. But let's move on. Let's move on. So 
for this trade deadline to be a success. I don't think it's going to be a success for you. What, anything he does, whether he does nothing or he That's does something. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> because guess what? No one's going to be as good as DeMarcus, man. It's not even that. It's just that, like, how, how you know, the one for Jimmy away. Butler, right? What's the, what's the big issue this whole season, pretty much, of why they can't budge on this? Danny doesn't want to give up the, the Brooklyn picks. One or you know this year or next year. Well, that's what I'm saying. What is going and to mark a success for you? Because a success at this trade deadline isn't. It isn't just getting a player. It's what you get that player for. I, I think personally, like if it if it's a player if if it's a player that's going to make you better for the next four years and you have to give up a lot for him. Great, but what what would mark a success in your eyes? To get someone like a Jimmy Butler or a Paul George without giving up much. That's not gonna. But let's, yeah, be that's not gonna let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. Realistically, like I said, I like these guys that are gonna that could come in here and, and grab rebounds and defend down low. Whether we're talking Tyson Chandler, uh, Kenneth Fareed, I think these are guys that you're not gonna give up. You know, one of your top four or five guys. You give up Amir Johnson to match contracts. You give up a future second rounder, maybe a future uh, Celtics first rounder, not the Brooklyn pick. Maybe I don't know. I, I could see Danny Ainge not wanting to do that for obvious reasons because you know how he is about his. Uh, his, his treasure treasure cove of of draft picks but i think that would be a success because i think maybe one of those guys can potentially push this team into the Eastern Conference finals and if that's the case and if you're able to do that by only giving up amir johnson and a couple second rounders i think that's a success and i think that's going to be a team that you can build on especially if we're talking about tyson chandler i mean that's my favorite guy out of those type of players i think his two-year the two year uh, years that he the two years that he has left on his contract make him very attractive because now you have someone who's going to be an upgrade from Amir Johnson for the next two years. At his age, he is still being very productive right now. One of his best rebounding seasons. He's uh, still he can still score ten points from you, and he's just that guy who's going to make who's going to create stops in the paint. The Celtics haven't had that guy. They haven't had that guy since Kevin Garnett. Let's be honest. Al Horford makes defensive plays. He's a defensive presence, but we, we can't call him a rim protector or, or a stopper. I think if you put him alongside Al Horford, you could put Horford back to the four. Tyson Chandler at the five. I think that is a team, that is a recipe that could get them to the Eastern Conference Finals and and challenge the Cavs. I don't know. If they, I don't think they'll beat the Cavs, but you challenge them and you move on from there because this wouldn't be a rental. That's the best part of it. So you'd be happy with just an upgrade over Amir Johnson? Yes. Hmm. This well, is a big upgrade. This is like he, he his numbers will double Amir's well, and rebounding and in scoring. Double double guy, averaging what, twelve boards a game. Yeah, which I think is needed, but I don't know, man. I just feel like I I John, this team is a few games away from first place. I'm with I you. Mean, I'm with you. I just you know, and I have all the faith in the team. Like I have faith in Isaiah Thomas. I, I and I really like this team. I really do like this team. Don't get me wrong. I I like this team, but we all know to get to that next level, they're missing another piece. Like we can, we can talk about the grit and we can talk about the fight. But Sean, that I just that piece is not coming in a couple of days. I just don't think that's realistic, honestly. Yeah, right. I, I know they they may have struck out here with Marcus Cousins. They didn't strike out. They didn't even go. They to didn't bat. even go up to bat. Okay, yeah, that's a better way to put it. He kneeled on the on the ball. Yeah, he was he, he was at a, he was at. They didn't make a play. He, he's that. That's like that's like you making a ninety-eight yard drive with one second left on the clock, and you just kneel. No, nah, no, nah, because then they they 
they battled to get to that part. They never even battled. Well, well they, they gathered like they, all those assets. Though. I feel like they <laughs> gathered, mean, gathered right? all the assets. There was all these talks about how we're not going <laughs> to trade Demarcus. We're not going to trade Demarcus. We're not going to trade Demarcus. And then they're like, "Hey, we're going to trade Demarcus." And they're like, eh, "I'm all right, dude. I don't really want him." It's like, get. The... Anyways, um, Joel. Yes. Do you think, and and I guess this is a different question. Do you think that if you add a piece that's either a rim protector, rebounder, role player type of player? That comes on here and is immediately not one of the top two players on a team. Is that going to allow us this year to get over that hump? That proverbial hump that means contend with Cleveland? No. I don't think so. I, I feel like... Um, Are you happy about that? No, I'm not, obviously. I, I, I just feel like whatever piece they do acquire mm-hmm. that matches a need, rebounding, obviously, rim protecting, I think that puts them in a better place to beat like a Toronto in the second round mm-hmm. as, as constructed right now. I guess the music office finals. That's no, I get it. I get it. But I'm, but I think but I mean, everyone just, is expected to go past them. Right. Doesn't that, well, I mean, right now we should be able to beat Toronto. Like if we think about it, because we're in a playoff series, I'm saying right now we should be able, if you think about it to beat Toronto or be competitive with Toronto. Cause with the number two seed in the damn yeah. Eastern conference, no, I understand like, that. Technically, but I'm just technically saying, if, they, if they both meet each it. other, they would be the favorites. Others would be the favorites. Right. Yeah. But you look at it and you say, we're still missing something like we, this, this team, let's be honest, this team, you cannot trust to just make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, and not only that, but just expect to just, Turn it on in the fourth quarter, like they've right. been, they're, like they're pretty much done, and yeah, some of why, these some of these wins. Why is that such a bad thing, though? It's not a bad thing, but you wait, have the Brooklyn pick. This you is, have this a, is my thing. A, a potential well, franchise changing player waiting for you in a couple right. of months. But people well, want you people, have another year no, under their don't. belt, another you year don't. under Jay Crowder, under Isaiah Thomas, another year of playoff experience. I'm gonna stop you right there. Let's predict I'm that they win. A, they finally win a playoff series, nope. and then they they move on from there. They this have that experience under their belt because I love the draft and I love draft picks. But let's be honest. Last year, we all looked at that pick that they used on Jalen Brown, and they said we all said trade that pick. Yeah. We yeah, all said no. We all said okay. Trade yeah, that we pick. all said that. And then they drafted Jalen Brown. Nowadays, but it's wait, different, man. You gotta though. wait for these guys no, to flourish. No, because John Wall wasn't a game change, a franchise changing guy when he was first drafted. Yeah, was. When he was first drafted, yep. No, he wasn't. When the last time we saw a superstar the first year, Anthony Davis. Okay, what's that? Every what? Four years? Five years? All right, Ooh, fine. In between those. then, so yeah, I get it. In between but, him, who else? People, people just want the win now. That's that's the bottom line. I get that, but no, that's the, the bottom fact line. That these guys off are the boat? young. These guys are on team friendly deals. I just think expecting the Celtics to make the NBA Finals and and, and all of a sudden just acquire a Paul George or Jimmy Butler. I just think that's unrealistic. I what do. you mean, like acquire a Demarcus Cousins out of nowhere? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's more realistic than I thought it was because I didn't think that he would be... Well, I never thought he'd be dealt to the New Orleans Pelicans. I was like, there's no way they have any of the right pieces to, to acquire him. Who would even want him? What the hell, New Orleans? Where'd you come out of? But anyways... Well, I mean, as constructed... I, yes. As constructed right now, you know, they've had trouble with Chicago... They've had trouble with Toronto. They're not getting past those teams in the in, in the in the playoffs. Especially they'll get, get past Chicago. Especially if Chicago stays the way they are. We'll get past Chicago. You said that about the Atlanta Hawks. What happened? Well. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, I've been wrong about a lot of things. Like, it, but it, it comes down to comes down to matchups, and 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 in the, in the playoffs, oh, everything everything slows down. You know, no, that, I'm, ho- I'm. We're hoping that no one gets injured. But you see what I'm saying? Like, like the Celtics are legitimately. 
Like the Celtics like, were a better team than Atlanta, even without Avery Bradley, in my opinion. No, nah, I mean Avery Bradley was key because that they had Al Horford still, they had Paul Millsap, Jeff Teague was still there. Right now, we're obviously better than Atlanta, but no, but how last many games Atlanta squad was a squad? I, I, I'm gonna say though, is I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, but how many games that that Paul Millsap really have good uh, games in that series? Maybe right, two, maybe two. But mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you because the Celtics haven't been able to prove that in the playoffs, at least in the playoffs that they are able to make a run or make some strides. So forgive me for not getting – I'm I'm super high on the Celtics. I think they could possibly battle for the number one seed this year. Just not if today. They just not today. No, no, no. Okay. No. I mean, overall, I mean, this 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 squad is it's fun to watch. They're a battle-tested team in the regular season. They're able to – they're fighting for the, – the Cleveland Cavaliers are falling off. We're fighting for the number one seed in the, in the Eastern Conference. Everything is looking great, but – Let's be honest. When it comes to the playoffs and it's a seven-game series, don't you remember when the Hawks were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference? Yeah. How'd they do? They made the Eastern Conference Finals. Good. Did they, then they got swept, right? Yeah. So let's just think about those good regular season teams that you know what's the one thing missing. It's that, it's that one, two, and maybe even three punch that's going to be able to get you through a hard-fought seven-game series. And if the Celtics maybe have their one in Isaiah Thomas, which I think he is a one, I don't know if he's a one on a championship team, but for him to be a one, you need that 1A. And I think we've seen Al Horford isn't that. DeMarcus Cousins would have easily taken over that position if he came to the Celtics, and they just decided to say no. So now if you do get Jimmy Butler, let's even let's even hypothetically say. Now I'll keep uh, I don't know how much time we got left. Go ahead, just yeah, man, keep going. If, if we if we do get Jimmy Butler or Paul George, Jimmy Butler or Paul George, I think we can all say, uh, right here at least, we think they're about pretty much equal. Maybe the edges to George a little bit. Maybe it's with the Butler a little bit. I don't know how you feel yeah, about that. George, because he's the height, and I think he's the better defense, defender. And I think Sway so will say Jimmy Butler, right? No, I like Paul George. All right. So let's even say Paul George comes here. Paul George is on the Celtics. You have Isaiah Thomas. You have to give up Crowder. You have to give up Bradley. Your t your big three is oh, but see Sean, that's what I don't like about it. That's man. it. That's what I'm saying. No, to get him you, I think you grab him when he's a free agent. All of a sudden you have Jay Crowder as your six man. That's a that's a championship team six man yeah, that you I, want. I hundred percent agree. That's that is James Posey all over again. And it's better than uniform. James Posey. Even better, even younger. I don't know, man. What do you what then, then what are we, that's what are we my looking for? That's my ideal master plan. So what are we looking for? This trade this deadline, though. What does this trade deadline mean? Then? You don't want to hear it, but I'm telling you, you get a, you get someone to to solve your problem in the middle. No more temporary solutions because that, let's let's face it, that's what Amir Johnson was, right? He's a temporary solution for the last couple of years. Danny says he doesn't want no band aids. Anybody you get is going to be a band aid because anybody you get now is going to be on the last. All right, two well then you have a new band aid, a better band aid for the next going, two years. I keep going back to you know, Nikola. He's got three yeah, years really left. I like this guy. Huh? He's got three years. I'd like this guy for, uh, for, for a couple of seasons. I like Orlando. You know, Busevich got three years. It's only $12 million that he's making every year. You know, you get rid of Amir. Tyler Zeller. Tyler Zeller's next year's contract is not guaranteed. Yo, what, are you smoking crack, dude? <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> not, oh, not you, you don't want Zeller? I mean, you want you want to keep Zeller? Did My bad. Did you listen to the opening of our podcast? <laughs> that means we don't have to go back and change that shit now, dude. <laughs> Tyler Zeller gets traded no longer. Hi, I'm Tyler Zeller. <laughs> Can't be on there no more. You fucking crazy, man? It doesn't have to happen. You're right.
Yeah, we yeah. can find another way around Zeller. We, we ha- yeah, Zeller, we can, Zeller has to stay so he can stay in our yeah, open. Yeah, in yeah. Our open at season. least until next media day, we can find another replacement. <laughs> right? Jesus Christ, Joel, what are you talking out your ass? Well, we still got we still got Terry Rozier. <laughs> yeah, but then he almost went to Orlando. That would have been. He, he, actually, he actually he actually he actually shots us out on the on the intro. Could you imagine if friggin' Rozier Zeller? I'm telling you, that's the Leon Paul. Leon Paul gets traded too. <laughs> Kenny oh, really Anderson guys. comes back and signs with another team. Really, guys, uh. I'm telling you, that's the best way, man. You do it through free agency. You don't give up a lot of guys. That's why the Kevin Durant thing just completely ruins. Fine, you know what? The exact he, the Kevin Durant thing, just up. pretty much. <laughs> I give up. Punctured what would have been the greatest rebuild of all time. Markel Fultz. Let's go, Markel Fultz. You know who's a great player? Lonzo Ball. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm no, not man. saying that. Nope. I'm See, all draft. This is the difference between most teams that have to to have to go that route, like they mm-hmm. like like you're saying. We're asking for those guys to be the third or fourth best guys on this, mm-hmm. on this team in the future. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Demarcus Cousins is gone. It's all good. What can you do? You guys want to do something else? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. What I'm are you gonna s- do with that custom jersey that you made two years ago? <laughs> Jeez. And you left the number blank because you didn't know what number it was going to be. No, he, he, he couldn't take he hung it up Tommy Heinsohn's number. He hung it up on the wall. I'm just gonna someday, b- huh? <laughs> someday, man. I still, it's like I said, before I die. Yeah, I mean, your your, your prediction is still still valid. Yeah. Until I walk off that cliff tomorrow. <laughs> Please don't. And anybody else that's on like the Tobin right now, relax. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Kidding, we, all, that, we can look forward to Thursday. Let's let's not get all depressing here. So with you that, know, you let's know, just wrap up the show right you now. Know so, that, you know what's so you know what's so funny? You know what's so funny? I like, mean, that's the end of the episode. I uh, on uh, based on a uh, on a report by Woj, he was saying that the biggest story of this of this week coming, you know, leading up to the trade deadline was going to be what are the Celtics and the and the Bulls are going to do with this whole Jimmy Butler thing, and now and now this happens. Well, the thing is too is I didn't even get into this. Yet, I don't think my roller coaster of emotions has been taken over. <laughs> but I mean, Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins are playing on the same goddamn team now. You yeah. trapped in a glass case of emotions. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, Jesus we, Christ. we didn't even mention that the two best big the two men best are big on men the same, on the same squad. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So let let's talk about that. I mean, in the Western Conference, where it's shooters and shooters only. How are you going to defend Anthony da- Anthony Davis and uh, but Pelicans, how is Golden State going nah, to defend? They're a, a first round knockout, man. Come on, come on. Who's playing the one? Who's playing, a, two, who's playing the three? I know, but it won't be a sweep. You still have Frazier and Eswan Moore in your backcourt. First off, I do not think that the Pelicans will sit in the eighth spot. I legitimately think they're going to be able to go on a run right now and get to that seventh or, or, or sixth spot. Well, they got a lot of work to do yeah, because they're they about seven games back. They're going to have to be like undefeated the rest of the yeah. season to get up there. No, man. I, and hoping that... The, uh, Someone will fall. The, oh, so what? There's like, a reason so the why... Thunder? I, maybe, I mean, the Thunder... The Thunder the with, with the best player we'll on the that, team? That will get that uh, Golden State Thunder first round series, baby. Yo, there's a reason why he's the best player in the NBA. Nah, because man. He's, look at the distance that he's made between seventh and eighth place with that what? with that weak roster russell westbrook's making sure that no. he, he they lock down that seventh i'm with you seventh seed. i'm with you but i mean even if it is warriors pelicans first round series entertaining series but they don't they don't no, beat, but they don't beat the Warriors. well the pelicans hit me too out. Hit me out. are they're, also looking to add they're gonna to make more moves that's yeah. what i mean they're not gonna they're not like, gonna get to they're Marcus talking like somebody like, like paul george or like a or or oh, a guard oh, or something oh, like oh, that oh, oh. no <laughs> i'm just saying this is reports that whole report is okay put it this way if that happens one of those guys goes to new orleans then i'm saying okay danny Ainge, we need to 
start talking about whether he needs to be replaced no, or not. No, because if, if not the, start, not if, start. Finish that conversation. Okay, all right. Finish that conversation because if the New Orleans Pelicans pull off that deal, I know George. we all kidding? know are we can kidding? all agree that the Celtics have way more better assets than the New Orleans Pelicans, especially now because they just gave up the. I guess that's the best package they could do. What what's another package that they could do? To, to, Hold to, on, to high, we got we all forgot about the main person in this in this to deal. To convince these guys. Omari Caspi is also was also included in this deal oh, from Sacramento to the Pelicans, and that's the shooter that they've been looking for. Come that's on, that's a role player off the bench on a championship team, man, right there. No, but but seriously though, that's your that's their that's their Jonas Jerepko. Yeah, the Bulls the Bulls do that. In I was talking to Sway, and I was like, Caspi for Butler, straight up, done, <laughs> done. Why wouldn't you? But I'm just saying, like players that we haven't even talked about that are way under our radar because the Celtics have enough role players. We're not looking at these players around the league that now New Orleans is like, we got our two fucking horses. We just need a couple. Well, you got Matt Barnes about to get waved, or he's been waved. Yep, yep. bring him over, and then you can get a couple <laughs> other shooters in that squad. Is and you get you get some tough guys to match around. I mean, Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins on the same team would dominate, dominate the Warriors front court. Draymond Green would. You forgot about JaVale McGee. All right, stop it. I'm just saying, th- that would be the best. Fr- Zaza, about, come on, man. He was almost about, an all-star, man. Zaza. But th- seriously, think about that series. You're going to have Kevin Durant trying to guard either Draymond Green. I mean, not Draymond Green. Uh, Kevin Durant's either going to be guarding. He's going to Pelicans, too? <laughs> Shit. He's going. Put him on the bus. He's going to be either guarding uh, Anthony Davis or um, DeMarcus, DeMarcus Cousins. Cousins. One of the two, yeah. You're right. That front court will annihilate they're the Warriors front court, and then the guard play will obviously annihilate. Yeah. What about Etwan Moore guarding Klay uh, Thompson? Why don't How's you? Go? Why don't you try to stop talking shit about Etwan Moore because he's a good guy? All right. <laughs> I know he's a good guy, and he follows you I'm on just, Twitter. I'm just, oh, I'm gonna say. <laughs> I just mess with you. He follows you on Twitter too. That's Come an on, old Sway. school. That's an old school Causeway <laughs> Street story. Sway's in love with Etwan Moore. I'm not. He's a, he's you don't a nice think guy. Todd Frazier can go off for 25 points? In Tim. A, in first the, of all, his name play. is Tim. Don't even know his name. Todd Frazier. <laughs> Tim Frazier. Todd Frazier used to play for the Colorado Rockies. That's who I'm thinking of. Uh, wrong sport. Wrong sport. See, that's how wrong forgettable color. he is. Uh, you and that's your what? starting point guard. When's Drew Holiday coming back? Hmm. That's a good question. Is he dead? No, he's still alive. No, he's still he's still kicking. Breathing? Still kicking. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of my Facebook um, someone on my Facebook uh news feed was like uh Drew Holiday, Demarcus <laughs> Cousins. <laughs> Look at that. That's a stack line. Anthony lineup. Davis. Who's messing with that? I'm like, like seven teams that can can take that team. No, man, no. I think we're we're right now. We haven't seen them play together. Demarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis is going to be the biggest matchup problem. They're about to bring in Calipari. They're they're going to fire. They're going to fire Gentry. Can they coexist on offense? A hundred percent, they can because especially on that team, there ain't no one else that needs to touch that ball. (laughs) It's it's you post take turns. You post Davis 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 up on the left. Davis is bringing up the ball. You post 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 Davis on the left. You post Cousins on the right. You say. Why don't you try to fucking stop us? And, and they, we'll fucking and they both can shoot threes. Too. And they both can shoot threes. Yeah. And they both can carry the ball up the floor. That team, I'm telling you, I know right now we're <laughs> Yo, making fun make, of them. They should make Davis the point what, guard. I know it sounds <laughs> Put like Put him in the backcourt. Even yeah, it out a bit. Fine. I know it sounds like I'm on the like ten inches. I'm just saying that team is gonna be that team is going to take the Warriors to seven in the first round. I'm saying it. I'm gonna say it. Oh, that series is gonna be entertaining. Look it's gonna wrong. take the Warriors to the seven 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 games in the first round. All right, we'll see. We'll see. You know what? We'll also see what happens 
Thursday after 3 o'clock. We'll see how Matt Sean is, and we'll see if the Celtics <laughs> make a deal. Either way, we have your reaction here right here on the Causeway Street Podcast on our next episode. Hell yeah. So you don't want to miss that. Also, we have plenty of content throughout the week, all these crazy rumors. And, and you know what? I'm not even allowed to go on the trade machine, but I'll still put in my two cents and, and talk about uh, it from a uh, – Wait a second. From a, I don't know, not what, what kind of standpoint is it? Just from I blame you. What would happen if this? What do you mean? Why? Because I, I didn't put Demarcus Cousins in the trade machine again. Yeah. <laughs> so this is my fault somehow. Jesus Christ, man! When was the last time you put him in the trade machine? It's been a while for you. You used to you used to send us messages about the trade machine. You haven't done that in forever. I don't. I don't. I don't share what I do on the trade machine. Mm. What happens between me? And Are the we talking about the same machine? thing? Stays between me and the trade machine, okay? You know what? The day after the trade, I was so tempted to do it just to find out what the Celtics could have put together. But I said, like, you know what? It's done. Why even do it if, it, if it's not going to happen? So That's like... The trade machine would just I laugh at you. You'd just be like, there's, there's no such thing as this, <laughs> this deal. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? It would probably it would laugh just, at me if I put in the say, same deal that it, happened. It would just it would say be, rejected. He went, to, he went to New Orleans for nothing. For a washing machine. I got to do Thank you for reminding me. I got to put the clothes in the dryer. <laughs> All right. With that, we conclude this episode <laughs> of the Causeway Street Podcast. Guys, check us out on CausewayStreetBlog.com. And guys, give us some feedback here. You know what? Give us a shout out on Twitter. If you have any questions, anything at all, shoot, shoot us a tweet. We'll answer it on our next episode, and we'll see. You know what? Let's see if they can make some predictions. If you make some predictions or some guys that you think the Celtics could, could pull in by Thursday, we'll shout, you out. we'll shout you out, and we'll give you credit if it happens. If it doesn't happen, we'll call you an idiot. And Either if, way, you get shout out. And if this is your first episode ever listened to the Causeway Street Podcast, I'm not a psychopath. I just love DeMarcus Cousins. And with that... I'm just saying, I could imagine people listening to this shit today yeah, to be like, like, oh. like, yo, this guy, all right, so what's dude? What's up with this Dutra yo, guy? Listen to all the fucking other, you know what, I'm, I, it's all good, it's all good. I'm fine, I'm fine. Everything's cool, bro, everything's cool. Follow us on uh, <laughs> Twitter. Actually, you can follow Sean on Twitter, at Sean Dutra, S-E-A-N. It's probably not a good time to follow me on Twitter, guys. <laughs> Let's be honest. Probably not the best time. Just, you, just wait a little bit. Give it a week, give it a week, give it a week. You know you, how that goes. You can follow us on Twitter at Causeway Street, Instagram, Snapchat, like us on uh, Facebook. You can also listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to us on the CLNS radio app. Make sure you download that app for your gotta Android and your iPhone. Gotta have. For all the best coverage in Boston sports on the net, CLNS radio app, the mobile app. And check out my boys on that app, Podcast FC, doing their thing. The only soccer podcast on there, so it's the best one on there. Yep. And, by default. Uh, <laughs> by default. <laughs> I wasn't going to say by default. Hey, you basically said it. <laughs> <laughs> Heard about the good news. Ooh, all right, guys. Oh, and uh, check oh. out our uh, top 25 list on CausewayStreetBlog.com. If you didn't listen to our last episode, it's also up on there for our uh, our roundtable discussion on the, the top five players in the NBA. Top six. <laughs> yeah. If you look at Dutra's list, there's like 30 players. So, you know, mm-hmm. don't, 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 don't judge him. You know, he just couldn't make a decision. Mm-hmm. And also, check out Zach's piece on uh, his reaction on how he thinks Brad Stevens and uh, Danny A should be fired for not Ooh. even attempting to – Make a play for it. DeMarcus Cousins. Give it till Thursday. That's all I got to say. Give it till Thursday. And Brad Stevens is a saint. Don't ever say that about Brad. It ain't Brad, man. It's all Danny. And until then, we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Later.